Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. A ton going on in the NBA, and we got to start things off. Keith, I don't even know if you've got it fired up just yet, but if you do, we're definitely going to be in need of a Simmons siren. <laughs> we will okay. be in a minute, but welcome back. Safe travels to you. Glad to see Thank you back. You. Uh, we, we, we took a few days off. Trevor was doing a little yep. bit of traveling, a little bit, a little bit of work going on to within that so uh, I'm, I'm happy you're back safe and we we get to do it so so here we go let's, do let's go there it is there it is the simmons siren oh boy we know we only play it when there's actual yeah, real news there and, is uh, feels like there was some real news around here's what, what gets me so sham strania comes out with this article we've got a ton of things that we'll talk about from it and he goes through the whole thing yeah. about how the 76ers want more intel on what's going on with, with uh, his uh, meetings in terms of mental health and all that kind of stuff. He's meeting with uh, yep. a therapist to discuss all these things, and the 76ers just want more info from it. And Shams is going into detail explaining how they're not getting what they want, and Simmons says he's mentally not ready to play. All kind of stuff that we knew was going to be happening. And then at the very end, he throws in. It's almost like an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, the Boston Celtics are interested in trading for Ben Simmons, and it would have to in involve Jalen Brown. And I went, whoa, that's a heck of a way to end that that section, to just casually toss that in there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Here's my uh, here's here's my, my thought yeah. for that. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, man, no, never mind. It didn't do what I wanted oh, no. it to do. Oh, bummer. Oh, well. Another time. I was going to play a really loud like <laughs> buzzer because I'm I'm out on that. Um, I will also say Celtics people have pushed back very, yeah. very hard that there is nothing going on there. So we always talk about this all the time. Whenever anything like this comes out, who yep. does it benefit for this to come out? Uh, it feels like about every two, three weeks we get another uh, Phillies had conversations yeah. with Team X and asked for all this great stuff and nothing has happened. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, it's, it's, I would be very surprised if that's the way the directions the Celtics went because the Celtics certainly do not need to get rid of uh, shooting that mm -hmm. they have. Jalen Brown is uh, very much developed into a quality shooter now to add a not another non shooter. Now, you could never play Simmons and Schroeder, Simmons and right. Smart, never mind Simmons, Smart, and Schroeder together. Uh, you'd never be able to offset the shooting uh, with that. So, yeah, it's it's just going to continue to drag out. Uh, the, this one is, I am sure, here. But uh, but when we get real news uh, with it, and then I I think you mentioned it while I was playing around looking for stupid sound effects. Um, <laughs> it's uh yeah, Woj reported. Did you did you I did tag not, that part on, that on top of it? Okay, yeah. So Woj reported after that Ben Simmons has met with the 76ers uh, team recommended specialist to discuss mental health concerns. Um, the, they also the Sixers have started finding him again. Uh, for mm -hmm. missing practices and games, so that was not uh, happening um, for for a while there because he looked like he was working his way back and doing what was asked. Uh, then, as it seemed like he was not, that went that way. Um, and then, one uh, reports. Uh, I'll just read it. Simmons is planning to continue meeting with his NBPA provided mental health specialist and working out regularly at the team practice facility. Sources tell ESPN Simmons has yet to play for the Sixers this season. And this is the most important part. There remains no timeline on a possible. Anyway, debut. we, you know, we so. talked about this last time, but if you're, if you're the 76ers, 
publicly, you have to make sure that you are supportive of, of mental health because this is a bigger deal and as, as it should be, right? It should be more of a normalized yeah. thing for people to be yeah. able to talk about and stuff like that. But just given the situation, you have to imagine that within the 76ers, there's probably a bit of skepticism. So they want to verify like, hey, this is a legitimate thing and not just another step in this whole process of eventually parting ways. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that that's it. Everybody's trying to do their due diligence here, I'm sure. But as we said, there's some level of skepticism from the Philadelphia side on this. And, you know, well, what is it? But, yeah, but you can't, you know, we've come too far making progress down that road to uh, go go this way. And we can only hope that Ben Simmons is not uh, using exactly. this as his, uh, you know, uh, outlet, I guess, or whatever we want right. to call it there. Yeah, you don't want that to be his alibi or whatever for why he's he's not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Add yes. on to that, Jalen oh, Brown yes, that's right. uh, is going to be out one to two weeks with a uh, strained hamstring. Uh, he suffered that. Boston uh, went into Miami and put a real beating mm-hmm. on the heat uh, very unexpectedly. Uh, on Thursday, uh, Brown left that game early with what they at the time called hamstring tightness. And now they, uh, as he get back to Boston, he has been reevaluated. And now they're saying he is um going to be out for one to two weeks so hamstring injuries can be a little tricky we we never really know how long they're going to stick yeah. around here so so we'll, we'll see uh, the Cavs, according to shams are interested in a long-term deal with colin sexton uh sexton was looking for four years yep. 100 million but now we've got some unfortunate news on colin yeah. sexton regarding a torn meniscus that's not good yep, yeah yeah yeah, and a lot of times when the torn meniscus news comes out and it comes out with uh, no timeline added to it, it's because there's a couple different things that happen with the meniscus. Either they do like it's basically like a, they cut right. part of it and shave it, um, and that one comes with uh, shorter with, time with frame. a uh, one with a shorter time frame to return, and then or they 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 take it and do the full surgery, and then you're usually out. Either way. Yeah, we're probably not going to see Colin Sexton for a good mm-hmm. long time. We may not see him play again this year. I mean, if I'm like, obviously this is terrible. This is not a, not good news. But if I'm Colin Sexton, if I or if I'm any athlete at this point, and I'm at his age, to me, you do the one that that might take a little longer to heal, but is more certain to make sure you're going to have stability moving forward. If he was a veteran and he knows this is probably his last year, and they're close to a playoff run or something, then okay, I can understand you know, doing the one where they just shave the meniscus a little bit. But yeah. in my mind, I mean, you've got your whole career to look at and the Cavs as, as you know, they've been a lot better than we expected them to be this season. But that doesn't mean that they were preparing for a finals run or, or anything like that. No, I think yeah. you, you got to be cautious with this and, you know, we'll see, I'm sure his doctors are probably telling them, telling them the same thing, but I mean, if I'm him, I'm protecting the future as much as I can. Yeah. The tough part here. Well, a couple things. So let's talk about it from Sexton's yeah. point is did not get that contract extension. Sounds like the sticking point was over a fifth year uh, in the deal. The Cavs wanted wanted a full five-year deal, and Sexton did not want to go there. Um, so understandable why, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he wants to get back on the market again uh, earlier. Uh, the other thing is this is hard because he's uh, – you and I both have a similar opinion of thinking he's a – fairly good player he's you know he's actually a somewhat efficient scorer usually this year he's not uh hit as well from three point uh land as he had over the last couple of seasons but uh but he put up scoring numbers without just being a chucker uh but 
that reputation still sticks with him of just how good is right. this guy. And now he's going to lose out on an opportunity to prove that, especially an opportunity where his team is now playing better. It might've been playing meaningful games for the first time in his career. Uh, so that, that that's really tough from the Cavs point of view. They're still down. Isaac Okoro. He's still out. Uh, Love and marketing are both out with COVID protocols. Uh, They'll return eventually. We know and Nakoro should hopefully be back uh, sooner rather than later. But they are weak at that yeah. uh, uh, two-guard spot. I mean, they, they. I'm very curious to see what they do in the next game. Do they go even bigger and play like someone like Jetty Osman there? And, and really, you know, now you're you're going to go, you know, two seven-footers or six-ten guy and a and a uh, six-foot-nine guy in your starting Super five along Darius Garland, right? Forget or small ball. You know, is this <laughs> – yeah, right? Uh, does Dylan Windler have to finally get run here for the first uh, significant run mm-hmm. of his NBA career? Um, do, do you play Rubio and Garland together and move Garland back off the ball like he was early in his career? Uh, it, it, there, there's not a lot of easy answers here. Maybe Denzel Valentine can work his way into the rotation. He's, you know, another guy's six foot six wing, wing size player, but that, that's a spot where they don't have a ton of depth. Uh, so it's just, it's something to keep an eye on here moving forward. It'll shake out probably over yeah. the next couple of weeks. See how the Cavs handle it. And of course, hopefully Colin Sexton does heal up completely and can come back to being him full, his full self, even if it's not this season. Uh, exactly. On the positive side, yep. TJ Warren looks like he's going to be ready to make his debut sometime in January or perhaps even December out of the walking yep. boot. This guy was incredible back in the bubble, and it seems like he's just been hurt since, but would love to see him back out there and thriving. Yeah. The Pacers could certainly use him on the wing. Yeah, and they, they he yeah. unlocks some small ball lineups When they for put them. him in four. Or, I guess they're not even really, they're, yeah, they're, they're not even really necessarily small ball lineups. They're more normal lineups nowadays because uh, they them playing Sabonis and Turner together a lot. Um, but yeah, if he can get back in there, that that does do things because Duarte, Lavert, that's not really their game. They're you know they them sliding up to the three mm-hmm. is as far up as you're going to play them a position. So yeah, so Warren getting back in there that really really helps. Um, but that Pacers team, you know, Malcolm Brogdon's back out again. Uh, they just incredibly banged up for yeah. second year in a row, and we we don't really have a good read on how good this team is, and more importantly for a team that has some contract and roster decisions to make in the next year or so. We don't know how good these guys right. are together because we never really saw Lavert play with these guys uh, last year. Now Brogdon's out, Warren's out now, uh, Sabonis and Turner. Like, just, yeah, that's probably more than things standing-wise this year. I mean, that's not that that's not important, but they, they've got to get some some uh, evaluation in on just how these guys fit together long-term. To yeah, I mean, because realistically, you're talking about potentially decisions that involve tens of millions of dollars, right? You've got to have as much data as you can get yeah. if you're going to make decisions oh, yeah. like that. And if these guys simply aren't ever on the floor together, I mean, that, that gives you data in and of itself. Okay, we've got some injury-prone guys. Do we want to really pay sure. up? For that type of situation but let's say the second half of the season they're healthy they get together and suddenly you've got dynamite everything's working great that would be important mm-hmm. information to have moving forward that hey we know when they're on the floor together yep. they can click or they don't and you go the other way so it uh, it is important for the pacers that they get out there even if it doesn't mean a deep playoff run this year although i mean it's still so early can't count anything out 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, without a doubt. Yeah. You get, you get warm back. You've got yes. more than enough time to, to get into the playoff run. I don't think we put it in the rundown, but we should, should just make sure uh, we do cover it. And I only noticed it because I was looking at a depth chart thing. Pascal yes. Siakam right. returned for the Raptors uh, uh, yesterday. So we're yesterday, Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. It's all running together. Um, but over the weekend, I, I was, I was promoting our new Showtime me, right? logger for Lakers Nation. So I was promoting a beer all weekend. So my weekend really has run together. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, perfect. So we'll just refer to things that happened from Friday on over the weekend. That's over it. the weekend. Um, so Pascal Siakam returned right into the starting five. Uh, they started what's maybe one of the more interesting and good defensive groups mm-hmm. in the NBA. Uh, Siakam, Ananobi, Barnes, Trent, and Van Vliet. Uh, that's a group that can really get after it and cause you some problems. And Siakam looked pretty good physically. He's a l- little rusty. His timing was off a little bit, but that's to be expected. But yeah, Toronto's played mm-hmm. well so far, and it, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I don't know if you caught Kevin Durant's comments on Scotty oh, Barnes, yeah. but he said, what's that guy, 19, 20? Sheesh. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, that's, you know, if you're Scotty Barnes, man, that's going to make you feel like, like top of the world, right? If Kevin Durant's complimenting you like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. To get that kind of praise from, from KD. And especially, I mean, people have been really taking notice of Scotty Barnes, especially defensively, the potential he's got there. I'm seeing a lot of people around Mm -hmm. the NBA that are saying this guy could at some point be looking at all defensive team, maybe defensive player of the year type player. Yeah, and if he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to be right there yep. for Rookie of the Year, uh, especially since that they of the guys who are probably the best candidates, him and Evan Mobley right now look like the most likely guys to be on a potential yes. playoff team. So, so yeah, he's, he's um, right up there. Let's talk about the Blazers. So we've already on the heels of the Robert yeah. Sarver situation, which is what we discussed on our last show before the blur of a weekend. Um, the Blazers have announced that, uh, and owner Jody Allen have announced they've begun an investigation into president of basketball operations, Neil O'Shea, uh, for alleged workplace misconduct. Now this obviously a bit different than the Sarver mm-hmm. thing, because the Sarver thing came about from a reporter from ESPN looking into this and then telling the story and that getting out there and that caused the Suns to respond. This is the Blazers getting out and them kind of controlling the story to a group to a degree, they're the one that announced that, Hey, we are looking into this and we're, we're investigating. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have to see where it goes from here. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, that's an important distinction. Cause this, this is Portland got complaints from within the organization from people who then said, all right, we need, we need to, to look deeper into this. And then uh, Chris Haynes did a, I believe he did a podcast with Dan Dickow I don't think it was just a, an article. I, I apologize. I'm trying to find it now, and I can't find the tweet. Um, but it's on Chris Haynes' timeline, if I can't find it here in the next min, minute or two. Um, but anyway, he uh, did that, and Dickow talked extensively about his issues that he had with um, – with Neil O'Shea, uh, uh, Neil O'Shea um, as well. So it's uh, – yeah, there it is right here. Former Blazers player slash coach Dan Dickow speaks out on Neil O'Shea, detailing experience being cursed out, humiliated, and gaslighted. Uh, Dickow also reveals common knowledge. Former GM Chad Buchanan, the one who zeroed in on Damian Lillard pre-draft, because that has been a thing where Neil O'Shea has kind of always said, like, hey, I, I found Damian Lillard, and that's been like his uh his, his things here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been, been – uh, 
you know, one of those things that, that we, we got to kind of keep an eye on uh, here moving forward. But yeah, it's, um, you know, I mean, I guess uh, we're going to find out how much all of this is true and whatnot. But uh, the reality is, um, don't, uh, you know, don't, don't treat yeah. people poorly. Like it's, you know, I mean, that kind of seems simple, Just, but yeah, yeah, be good. Just be good. <laughs> That's it. Um, yep. The Wizards, Rui Hachimura has uh, resume, resumed being around the team and is expected to be reintegrated fully yeah. in the next two weeks. So they're going to give him a little bit of time. He was out due to personal reasons, missed training camp. They're going to give him some time to ramp up, which is smart, uh, both from a mental and physical aspect. Give him that time to ramp him up and then get him going big wing that can provide a lot on both ends of the floor. So that will be a boost to them. And they're also hoping that Thomas Bryant can get back from ACL rehab before January. So December for, for Thomas Bryant, who's been a nice find for them uh, coming off of being released by the Lakers. As I remember very vividly. Yeah. Couple good, <laughs> couple good uh, big man finds for them with Thomas Bryant, yep. Daniel Gafford last year, who they picked up from the Bulls. He really took off. Uh, and then, then another former Laker, Montrezl Harrell, yeah. playing out of his mind to open this season. Uh, you know, looks up. I was gonna say looks like like he did with the Clippers, but he's been even yeah. better than it, than he was with the the Clippers. Like he's been great. Yeah, the Hachimura situation is is odd. Um, there there hasn't been a lot of details on what went on here that caused him to miss. It's you know they they've said personal reasons, but usually when it's been this long, we have some sense of what went on, but he also, uh, there was reporting out of the Washington, uh, media that he had been back, but working out on his own and hadn't been, uh, working out with the team and those kind of things. So don't, don't exactly know what, what's going on with, with, with that one, but yeah, it's a, you know, odd situation, but, um, what's going to be the thing to monitor there in Washington is how does he crack the rotation now? Because you've got Kuzma playing well mm -hmm. as the starting four. You've got Harrell, you know, basically eating up all the other minutes there. Caldwell Pope holding down the starting three spot. Denny Avdia is kind of the backup for both Kuzma and Caldwell Pope. And uh, then when Bertans has been out uh, recently with an injury, but when he gets back, he's, he's kind of the other guy in the mix there. So I'm just not sure how easy it's going to be for Hachimura to, to force his way back into the rotation because he's not somebody who can slide down and play the, the two at all. So, uh, you know, it'll probably yes. take care of itself. Someone else will probably be out at some point, but, but it's just, you know, that that's the thing I'll be watching for when, and if they do have everybody healthy, how does Hachimura get himself back in into the rotation? And, and remember what we always say, you can never have too much wing depth in today's NBA. So like you said, I think, I think it will work itself out. Because you're you're going to need other wings at some point, even if he's not being put right back into the yep. starting lineup. Speaking of perfect segue, uh -oh. my friend, wing depth. Uh, your yes. team is struggling with some uh, with some wing depth right now. Uh, I know you've talked about it at length, but on this show we had not had a chance to talk about it. LeBron mm -hmm. James is out. Um, we we the initial was kind of seemed like day to day but probably more of maybe like a week uh but then there was a reporting that came out i think yeah. Orm had it if if i remember correctly that said this could be a months long injury mm -hmm. right um so let's see uh it's it, i've seen a lot of countering yes. to that with some of the uh the uh, i'm gonna call them uh, i'm doing air quotes around twitter yeah. doctors but these are not like the like 
oh man, I saw him go down. That's a torn ACL. You know, his career is over. Like reactions you see from people who have the same medical training as you and I do. This is more the people, their actual doctors that have uh, been active on Twitter uh, saying, ah, it's usually not that serious of a thing. So, so I guess it's just, you know, let's see. Right, because because we don't know, um, you so know where it is. The Tim DeFrancesco is who Bill Oram had spoken to, a former trainer, uh, and he said that you know this can be a you know months thing, you know one to two months type thing. But uh, the Lakers train it came out earlier today. Lakers <laughs> trainer Marco Nunez was asked about it and said, "Well, it depends on the grade of the strain, right?" And the Lakers aren't saying sure. what grade it is, but said. If it's a really bad one, then sure, it could be like six weeks. But if it's a more minimal one, yeah. then it could be a week or two. It just it just depends on how bad of a strain it is, which is pretty much the same with most strains, right? The grade of it is ultimately what's going to determine how long the player is out for. The yep. initial reporting uh, coming out from Shams was that it would be about a week, at least a week, they estimated. But I'll also say the Lakers have a history over the last few years of underestimating how long it's going to take for somebody to come back from, from injury. And then, and a lot of times it's when people are saying, what do you mean? He's going to be back in four weeks. That injury takes like six to eight to heal. Then lo and behold, it's six to eight. And then when four weeks pass, people are annoyed, uh, which begs the question why do they do that? And we still don't know why they, they tend to do that, but just given that <laughs> yeah. they've got a history of underestimating injuries and how long it will take for somebody to return, uh, maybe it will be longer than a week. We'll see. They've also shown that they're going to be very conservative with any injury to any of their star players. So we'll see what winds up happening. But uh, you're right. The Lakers are definitely hurting on the wing. No Taylor Horton Tucker, no Trevor Ariza, no LeBron James. Anthony Davis dealing with that thumb strain, although he is probable to play tonight. It's It's been a lot of, hey, we've got one or two bigs that can play and a bunch of guards and figure it out. Yeah, and and it's I'm I'm trying not to go crazy here with like you know oh my gosh you 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 can't afford to play it safe because right. you're better off playing it safe yes. and bringing LeBron back and then you really do lose him for for months, but it's there's now what there's three and a half games spread between them and the Warriors at the top mm-hmm. of the conference that's not too much to make up obviously yeah. by any means but it's yeah it's just it's we're we're now seeing in the West. Uh, maybe even the easy wins you thought you might pick off from the OKCs of the world, as the Lakers learn, might not be so easy to pick off. Uh, maybe the Pelicans are a little worse than maybe we thought yeah. they might be. The Rockets are kind of proven to be what we thought. But yeah, it's um, some of those easy wins aren't, aren't necessarily there uh, this year at the bottom of the conference, and that's going to make it a little bit harder. So it's just that factor that has to factor in at some point because – We've been down this road before with multiple teams. We're like, oh, it's early, it's early, it's early. And then all of a sudden, it's March, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh, crap. Like, you know, even to some extent with the Lakers last year, right? There was a lot of like, oh, they'll be fine, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. And then they were in oh, the play. It was the, the entire so, year last year was, well, in two weeks when this guy comes back, then, oh, okay, no, wait, this guy's hurt. Yep. Okay, in three weeks when this guy comes back. And then finally we got to the point where all we were saying was, if they can be healthy for the playoffs – and then that didn't happen. So, yeah, <laughs> and then that so they happen. can definitely yeah. snowball on you. And as I've always said, my big thing, in order to place where you want to in the NBA, 
It's not about beating the best teams. It's not about, oh, we have to win every game we play against the Warriors, every game against the Bucs, or whoever it is that you're playing, any of the top teams. It's about beating the teams you're supposed to beat. And the Lakers have already lost a few yeah. games to teams, particularly OKC, that they should have won. And when you don't bank those wins now, it when you, you don't notice it that much now, it's in March that yeah. it starts to come back to bite you. Yep. Yeah, when you're, when you're a game or two out of a... A, a yep. better seed or whatever it is yeah absolutely yep completely agree and in to go back this was one of the things we called out with with the lakers roster building strategy of a lot of older players leaves you in a position where these things that could be more minor injuries turn into weeks yep. instead of days months instead of weeks and those kind of things uh last thing too just because it I had a little interesting back and forth with, with a Lakers huh? fan on Twitter because I said uh, just, you know, there's as far as trade wise go, there's no easy oh, way no. out of this because no. they're just, they're, they're out of tradable assets. They just don't have them. They, they it came out of uh, Mason Ginsburg who covers the Pelicans had tweeted about because um, there's obviously sure. an interest there, right? Because the, the Pelicans have some future picks coming about just how hard it is for the Lakers to trade picks in a trade, which is is true, right? They, part of what makes it complicated is there's that that one pick that the Pelicans right. can defer the 2024 if they want to, to 2025 if they want, right? Exactly. Yep. And, and now it's not impossible because you can write a trade with language of if this pick conveys in 2020, yeah. whatever it can you can now trade this pick and and what whatever it may be. But my point was taking that out of the 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 picture, there's just not easy to move pieces. And and just to to kind of say where I'm coming from, Anthony Davis and LeBron right. aren't getting traded. We know that. Westbrook's not going to be traded. We know that. So that leaves you're really only good tradable salaries. And I'm not even saying they would trade these guys or Talon Horton Tucker yep. and Kendrick Nunn neither of whom has played right. a game this year. So that becomes also a complicating factor. And that's only 14.5 million if you put them together in the same trade. So for the, I know I, I had people jumping in my mentions, like they're the Lakers. They'll go get blah, blah, blah. If they want, that's not how this works. I, people think that, but if, if, you know, uh, I'm just going to make it up cause he's never said it. But if, if, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Durant says, I, I'm done with the Nets and I want to go to the Lakers. They don't have any no. way to trade for him. It's not it's not a thing that they can do. You can't pile together enough of these salaries, you know, and people are like, like, well, maybe they could trade like seven of the minimum contract guys yeah. and replace them. with. And, and you have to, and you, the, the, <laughs> the team's getting those would have know, to have roster spots in order to bring those. It's yeah. Have to. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, there's no easy way out of this. The help is not going to come trade wise. I'm not saying they won't make a trade. They may make mm -hmm. a couple minor <clears throat> trades where they go get somebody who makes in the 15 million or less range. And it may be even somebody who's really good that can be helpful, but it's just, it's, it's not very likely that, you know, it's coming. And the reality is that's not even happening until we're a oh, month least. from now, because that's when guys will free up and be trade eligible um, in the middle of December. So that's a, that, that's another thing. So got to just yeah. get through this period right now. And what, and, you know, when you're keep, seeing keep stuff go wrong, it. the knee jerk reaction has been, it's been trade, oh, a trade. Always. I don't like this guy. Trade him. Yeah. I don't like that guy. Trade him or fire this coach. Fire that. You know, and that's but that's fandom, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I had 
I have Celtics fans in my yep. mentions daily asking when Marcus Smart's trade restriction is up because they're they're ready to ship him out of town and and there's a handful that would like to send Ime Udoka with him ten games into his head coaching career because that's, that's what we do. That's how we roll. Now, Keep, it's the era of hot takes, and, and we talked about this before we came on the air. It's the era of hot takes, and if your team does poorly you get blasted on the internet about it and and there's no yep. escape because you're it's yep. social media and we're all connected so there's no escaping it so from the fan perspective there's a lot more pressure now i think and a, a much more negative reaction now if your team loses because you have it gets thrown here you have to deal with it right for then until they play again and they win and if they keep losing then it just snowballs and it gets worse exactly. and worse a win yep. is like hey hey they won but it's almost become secondary of just please don't lose because of how just toxic <laughs> it can get out there sometimes. Yeah. No, and you're spot on because, like, we've both said it. There's times when then it's like, I got to yeah. step away here for, you know, a day or so just to to to, to get my mindset right because I you can only be pulled down so right. so often, right, where it's, you know, it's and, – and, and that's not even – it's not a personal – I mean, occasionally sure. it gets personal. I'm sure it gets personal for you on occasion too, but most of the times it's just people being mad and it's like, all right, if we're going to be that mad, like, you know, let's let's, you know – I got to walk away, you know, for a minute here. All right. Uh, let's get back into, you know, unfortunately Michael, more Michael injury Porter and this stuff. Uh, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. So um, if you're watching the game uh, over the weekend, he went up for a layup. Uh, it was about a few minutes into the game on uh, um, Saturday against the Rockets. He went up for a fast break layup and just couldn't, could, couldn't jump, didn't miss the layup, couldn't finish it and everything. Immediately went for the back. He, I think he only played seven total minutes in, the, in that game. Uh, came out, um, underwent uh, further testing. He's going to miss Monday's game with low back pain, and they're saying uh, he could miss several games. Now, let's think back. He dropped in the draft back. because of uh, uh, questions about his back, and then he's already had two back surgeries in his career. So that is, um, you know, something to keep in mind. And in Denver protected themselves to some extent in that contract extension that they gave him. Cause the finder is, um, is partially guaranteed, but it's still the first four years are, uh, which will start next year. Uh, this extension kicks in are still four years, 133 million. So, uh, you, that, that, that's tough. If, if you're, I, I just, Hey, I'm a Celtics fan who my all-time favorite athlete in the history Larry of Bird. any sport had his yeah. entire career wrecked because of back injuries. So I, anytime it's a back injury, I get instantly, I start to get a little, little nervous. Well, and with Michael Porter it. Jr., we talked about this with the contract that it was, it's a solid deal, but he was, if he continues playing the way that he was, where he had just ridiculous shooting Correct. percentages and we haven't seen that out of him so far this year, maybe the back is a, is a problem there. But he's got to be, I mean, they give him enough money to where he's going to be at a certain level. And if he's not able to get back to that, like I felt like we saw it a little bit in preseason and then maybe it started to bother yeah. him. So you got to hope that he can turn around because there is a heck of a player there, right? When he's, when he's healthy and when he's got to oh, go, 100%, yeah. we just unfortunately haven't been able to see that. And I think that, you know, Nuggets fans have got to be feeling a little bit nervous about this, but like a lot of players in the league right now that we've been talking about today, unfortunately, Health is just, I mean, the best ability is availability. And we'll see if uh, if Michael Porter yep. Jr. can get back there. 
Well, and this is a Nuggets team that they're they're committed to going yes. deep into the luxury tax next year. Probably the years after that, when they they ideally would get Jokic inked to an extension, uh, that that'll be you know another thing. So yeah, so it's it's tough. Uh, speaking of tough, right now, Philadelphia. Oh. It, this is getting crazy. So these are the guys who are already out for them: Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Isaiah Joe, Ben Simmons, of course, and Matisse Thybul, and now Joel Embiid is also going to be out, and they're saying it could be another one of those 10-day uh, minimum COVID. So what is that? That's uh, four deal. starters. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know. Do we I count mean, Simmons? Yeah. I, I've I mean, like, oh, yeah, okay, so we, we could take him out. But, I mean, I'm yes. talking about if they're sure. if, 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 from yeah. last if, year or whatever. If everything wasn't all yeah. bananas there, yeah, it would be. Yeah, four starters uh, out. I mean, and here's the crazy part. This team's eight and two. They've played really good basketball mm-hmm. uh, despite – uh, but yeah, so now they're they're going to be only down to about. Uh, and my guess is Grant Riller will come back from. He's one of their two way players, and he'll be brought back from the G League. Um, but they're going to be down to only ten healthy players. Uh, you know, go, going into these games for the most part. Uh, now Andre Drummond has mm-hmm. been great for them. Uh, for all that, I'm not an Andre Drummond guy. He was not good for for the yeah. Lakers, so I'm fairly certain you're not a big Andre Drummond guy. On a minimum contract for for the Sixers, he's been phenomenal. He's uh you know do, doing everything that he usually does, but in productive ways, uh, versus just kind of you know chasing rebounds and everything else that he used to I'm, do. I'm but, an Andre Drummond over yeah. DeAndre Jordan guy. I can I can tell you I can tell you that. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, that that's yeah. that's that's fair. I that 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 I can yeah. can get on board with. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, well, the, I can I give you a list of about 45 guys that I'd rather have than the, the, yeah, one of them, a... but, uh, but yeah, but so now they're going to need Drummond to step up big. Uh, Philly is, um, they're going to need Seth Curry to continue to play mm-hmm. like his brother, uh, which he has been good. Um, all year, but yeah. And, uh, another guy they're going to need to step up, which is, this is just kind of comical. Uh, George mm-hmm. Niang is playing well for them. And, and Joel Embiid was asked about it and, and Embiid, as he always is completely honest, said, yeah, I thought he sucked before. <laughs> just so funny. Just very to me, blunt. it just made me laugh. And he's like, but he's yeah. actually pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, I yeah. guess it wasn't so the other way around, like, right? That, that, it was good. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I thought he was good. Now he sucks. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be the last thing. Yeah, that would be worse. Made. So, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, man, I had hoped we were going to get past this mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, and it sounds like the vast majority of these guys are vaccinated, too. So, they're catching these. And that's. Uh, story yeah. we'll, we'll only touch on it briefly but the nba is uh with the nbpa is uh amping up the booster shot mm-hmm. process uh for these teams of mom but with all these guys kind of going in in and out of lineups uh now with uh covid uh, positive covid tests um there are uh they're gonna push everybody to start getting the, the booster yes. shots so yep. so we'll see and and over the weekend the next the the new new york mayor uh, said no, we're not changing our rules. That's up to the NBA to figure out how to get Kyrie Irving to play, which is a little yeah, disingenuous. It's, it's not it's really. Not, it's not up to the NBA because it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's their your, rules. Yeah, because he'd be playing yeah. if that was the case. But yeah, but they but that closed that loophole because there was some speculation that he might might uh, lift some of the uh, the the restrictions that are going yep. on in New York. Absolutely, uh, we do have one transaction. But first, pat on the back, we made it through without making an Aaron Rodgers joke. So. We we made it through that. Well yeah, done to pretty us. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, let's let's make it all the way to the end. Let's of the do it. Weekend, so the Raptors. Hey, I can connect it though. Oh, I can connect it. 
Oh, Aaron Rodgers I got it. plays yep. in Wisconsin. There it is. For the Green Bay Packers, this guy went to Wisconsin. There we go. Like How's it. that? That's pretty well good. Well done, right? Uh, Sam Decker of the Toronto Raptors became our first uh, in-season mm-hmm. transaction as he was waived uh, by the Raptors. What the Raptors had done was with Tim and Isak Bonga, they pushed back their guarantee dates to November 6th. Uh, both of them had uh, some some guaranteed money prior to that, but the Raptors pushed them both back. Basically, kind of took their training camp competition uh, about two, three weeks into the regular season, and they decided that Bonga was the guy for them to to keep and uh, sent, sent, uh, sent Decker to waivers. Um, he has subsequently cleared waivers now um, today, so he, he is free agent. My guess is we'll see him pop up mm-hmm. in the G League. It will not be for the Raptors as he uh, – Got too much guaranteed money from them to then play for Raptors 905 of the G League. Uh, but this this dipped uh, Toronto under the luxury tax, which they would like to avoid um, if they can. But my guess is if if they really look like a playoff team, there's a trade to be made and it takes them back over. They'll they'll do that. But that's where it's at now. And then Bonga's contract became fully mm-hmm. guaranteed. Uh, on uh, the sixth, so on Saturday, so he is now fully guaranteed, and uh, yeah, so we're we're Toronto is now joins the handful of other teams right around the luxury tax line that have open roster and, spots. And Bonga joins another former Laker, my guy Svi Luke, hanging out in in Toronto yeah. and uh, and getting some stuff done. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, look. You can go north, then if if it keeps if it keeps going south in L.A. You can <laughs> That's go right. That's right. Lakers north. Oh, man. Um, this is you guys. This is what happens when you miss a uh, we miss a couple of days. We're 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 come out firing with that's right. That's right. We just we have too much <laughs> nonsense built up in us over the over the weekend and everything that it all just you know comes out here. Um, <laughs> this is this is a smart move for the Raptors, you know, because they, now they can kind of play things by yeah. ear. And if it looks like they need to make a move to make a, a major push, they can do that. If not, they're cool. They're sitting pretty. They're not over the, the tax line now. And that's where they ideally yeah. would like to stay unless it becomes something that they that they need to do. So this this made a lot of yeah. sense uh, for them to do. And, you know, it was I think it's the right decision. I think Bonga is a, is a decent player that's pretty versatile, that still has upside. And so that's probably worth getting a longer look at. He can also defend on the mm-hmm. perimeter more than Decker can, where Decker's more now in today's game is more of a stretch four mm-hmm. kind of guy. And with Siakam there, Ananobi, Barnes, uh, Svi is kind of taking that designated shooter yep. role um, off the bench with them. Uh, they, they just don't need another guy who can step out and, and play the four uh, position. They've they've that's they've got more than enough guys that can do that. So that's where he it probably you know Bonga's ability to guard on the perimeter a little bit more if you need him. And 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 when you're an end of the rotation guy, so Bong is not a rotation guy. End of the end of the bench is what I meant to say. Um, you you have to have some skill. That if you're needed to play, you can at least say, all right, this is why we're plugging right. this guy in. And and Decker's in theory should be a shooter, but uh it hasn't it hasn't come together for him. But my guess is he'll he'll like I said, pop to the G League, stick around there, try to get back to the league, get on a call up at some point later Which this season. Could very well happen. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, the blur of a weekend has passed us, and now we we've knocked off an, <laughs> a Monday show. Lot to go over. But uh, I think we got through everything, and uh, and yeah, now we're ready to move on to an evening of more basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a weird. 
So this this week's schedule a little weird. Um, there's only the full full uh, schedule tonight uh, of games, but then Tuesday is a little empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, only three games on Tuesday. That's kind of the TNT night now, as they're avoiding that Thursdays uh, with right. the NFL playing. Thursday only has three games. This happens every year in the few weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving Day is always an off day for the NBA. So they start to cram a bunch of games in a one day and 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 uh, we'll wiggle them around. And clearly they're trying to go a little lighter on on those uh, big NFL nights. I guess they don't really care about going against Monday Night Football. Yeah, but not. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you who's playing tonight. So that's uh, oh, maybe see, not the bad. Tonight is uh, the Steelers and the Bears. And I need 0.4 okay, points yeah. out of Allen Robinson. I need you to catch one ball tonight, Allen Robinson, to help me win in a win <laughs> in the league. But I am not confident right. in that at all because he's not had a great season. But <laughs> one, what, one, one, that's one it. pass. That's like it. Just catch yard, a ball. Right? No, that's no all I need. Just catch one ball. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And fall catch down. a ball and fall that's down it. at the line of scrimmage. All right. Uh, well, well, let's see. Right. I'll be rooting for you, but I, uh, yeah, I'm I not know. confident. We'll see. All right. I think we should wrap things up there, everybody. Make sure that you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office show over here on YouTube. Don't forget to ring the notification bell as well. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We certainly appreciate all the support. We'll be back tomorrow with more of everything that's going on in the NBA. Till then, see ya and stay safe.